You know, it's amazing to me that uh, in just a couple of months this November, uh, it'll mark the second anniversary of Joyce and I doing this work together. And so today we pause and, you know, I think about what was happening in November of 2020 with the pandemic. And here we are, life has shifted pretty dramatically for each of us. And so today is an exercise in recommitting uh, to our work vows. And uh, uh, we not only demonstrate the importance of it, but uh, I think very nicely at the end talk about, okay, second anniversary. How do we take our podcast to the next level? So uh, uh, settle in. It's going to be us having a conversation with you fishballing it. Uh, so come on in, grab a snack. Welcome. Hey, Bob. Hey, Joyce. <laughs> I'm entering this space after having a week with um 13 people sleeping in my house that were, <laughs> were former were former kids but with spouses and children we had a great celebration for david's life and um i love it because badminton mattered as much as anything else well <laughs> you know it's funny joyce you're one of your big tools in your od toolbox has been um uh games and playing and i saw a facebook posting uh after david's ceremony where all these board games were set up and card games i mean that's yeah yeah play matters and people here's why play matters it softens the system it creates it makes it easier for connection because you're not focused on the connection you're not deadly focused on producing and i'm going to highlight a time when the Leadership College Group, which were chosen to work for a year to produce an output for the top executive committee. And they were this group of maybe 12 to 15 um, future leaders, already leaders, but future leaders, were frozen in their tracks. They were so frozen to think we're gonna to present to the executive committee, we don't know if we're ready, what if they don't like it. It's a, it was a big moment. It was a show up or go down moment. And I made them stop, I, I made them stop. They were furious with me. <laughs> I, said, I said, all I want you to do is to make a hat on your head. Here's And I always had a box of goodies to play with. Yeah, right. It represents your brain right now. And I'm only, you're only going to have five minutes to do it, so don't worry about getting back to work. Well, if they didn't produce the most wonderful, tangled, frozen <laughs> brains, one, you know, had a lot of ideas that were smothered under, um, oh, I can't think, the, 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 the a dunce cap? No. Mm -mm. Um, gosh, what do you clean pipes with? Oh, pipe cleaners. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I know that was a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> so they had all these bright ideas, light bulbs on their head, smothered by pipe cleaners. It was wonderful. Um, yeah, it was wonderful. So play is not foolishness. And the reason I used to throw out Nerf balls was for the same thing. Get those molecules moving 
soften up the system and get your brain loose. So there, that's so, not what I wanted to talk about. Well, today. no, I, it's actually, I think it's a perfect setup. And I'm going to ask you one question. So you, you did a good job describing them being kind of stuck and deer in the headlights before. Uh. Uh, and and anxious and frustrated. How how did they leave that uh, hat making exercise? Well, I think what they what I remember, they did a beautiful job, and they were very loose and very. It was fantastic, and they included the executive committee, which was only what nine of us, ten of us, I don't know, in an exercise to loosen them up. And all I remember is that everybody had to make the sound of an animal in their own language because we were multi-language. So the French frog might have been, I don't know what it was, but the rooster was or you know, they were all very <laughs> different. And then um, Eric Gianlantink, who you know, didn't know what language to do, so he was a giraffe. What sound does a giraffe make? And he just had big eyelashes going up. <laughs> so they folded the executive committee into their play by warming them up to get ready to receive. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So uh, so thanks for uh, uh, kind of completing that loop in terms of, uh, and if I remember, um, I think the report that they generated was pretty darn profound. Uh, wasn't it the one about looking at our industry through the lens or the prism of other Industry. I'm not sure that it was that same group. I'm really not. Okay. But another time we should talk about the design of that leadership we'll, college. We'll do that. We're always looking for one. topics. Yeah. So here, here um, so Joyce, uh, we talked before coming on that we wanted to kind of uh, re-up uh, our, uh, it's like when people redo their matrimonial, you know, vows uh and have a conversation with our audience about why the heck we're doing this yeah and you know what you just shared uh as i was listening to you you can go and get your undergraduate's degree a master's a phd in organizational development and i'm not sure that the story lessons would come through in all those years of education um maybe uh but uh, why do I say, I, I think your story is a great example of why we not only have been doing this a year and a half, but uh, why we want to continue doing it. Yes. <laughs> yes. In Improvisation, fact, yes and. <laughs> yes and. Um, it's kind of, I have a lot of thoughts in my head about it because I've been in, um, a head down mode for about three and a half years, taking care of my husband and taking him through his death and all that. And so the noise of the world, it was plenty noisy enough for it to get through to me. But this morning in preparation for our work, I thought about how important we feel about OD as a way of thinking and being in organizations and in institutions and in churches and in government and in school. And um, 
And I think the internal OD person has a very different role than the external, and we can talk more about that. But for those of you who are working inside a large company, know that you are teaching every minute with how you approach something a new way of living in an institution or in a group or in a team. And we can flesh that out more even, but I think we know something that works that the rest of the world really doesn't know or can't break loose of old forms. And old forms are crumbling. So how, who helps build new forms that meet the purpose and the values? OD does. Oh, there you go. There's our little slogan. OD does. <laughs> <laughs> and in saying that, I'm going to say one more thing. Every once in a while, I uh, wonder if the fact that we have fun and laugh takes away from the seriousness of our purpose. You know, I, 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 I hope that it doesn't, um, because for us to do anything other than that would be disingenuous. Correct. Uh, um, and hopefully what it, what it uh, shows or demonstrates is our commitment to doing this and bringing our full selves uh, to uh, this podcast. Boy. And we sure do bring our full selves. Every once yeah. in a while, people, <laughs> we, you know, we stop and cringe, but we don't edit. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, yeah, there, you've heard of the expression corporate speak. Uh, yeah. and, and to me, that's an example of, uh, I think, the role or character that we in business play. So I have to somehow come in with my armor of, of seeming smart and seeming professional uh -huh. and seeming buttoned up and I've got everything together. And, and I can use the word pivot. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know the language. I can talk about pivot. Oh yeah. Oh, and I can oh. also talk about empathy. Can't do it, but I can talk. About it. Well, th and that's where I was going. I think to, uh, to create uh, the open uh, space for people to be themselves and authentic and raggedy uh, and doubtful and unknowing. And uh, smart and yeah. uh, enthusiastic and innovative. And, you know, where you make the space for one, you make the space for the other. Yeah. And in general, our institutions have been working in a narrower and narrower and narrower space. And that's why they're exploding. Yeah. I mean, so really, I, they've gotten too constrictive for evolving. Now, there's yeah. a heavy topic. Let's do team building instead. Well, if I, if I were to take a look at OD and I'll put it in uh, our current... Uh, situation in business in the world uh there seems to be a wave or this pattern of organizations and companies uh wanting to get back to what they describe as normal you know so you you see some of the benefits of of what happened through this pandemic in the workplace you're seeing it kind of the the organization or the leaders in an organization wanting to shift back to some uh, uh, way that it was before. And uh, I think there's a role for OD and HR, but particularly OD to play 
to kind of create and reframe it to what is the new world that we want to become as opposed to, you know, going back to the old structures and the old ways of doing things. There's a lot uh, that needs to be done and the tide against it uh, is pretty strong. So um, I don't know where to go with that, Joyce. I just wanted to make what you just said practical and real. Well, I was thinking of systems, Mm -hmm. actually. And I was thinking of step families because I just had my whole crew come. And at some moment in time, I remember talking about the different memberships everybody in this family had when they came here have in others. Yeah. And we talked, I can't remember how it came up, but you can feel left out. I, who parented, these five kids can feel left out when they go and be with other parents, other valid step parents, other valid birth parents. And what it takes, and I remember saying this at at some wedding, but it's so visual for me, is you've got to have stretchy systems, stretchy love so you can include everybody. Mm. And nobody is left out of that circle if mentally you include them all. And the minute I do, I'm not threatened. I'm not, I don't feel undervalued. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you gotta I do. love bigger and different and in a different shape. It's yeah. a different shape of what a family is. And to keep it small and keep hanging on to that doesn't work. So how do we create the new shapes? Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's, a perfect uh, metaphor when I think about in the workplace, uh, organizations always have areas that are concentrated powers. So, you know, if you think about who makes decisions and how things go uh, in an organization, oftentimes there's those that are in control and feeling the power and those that aren't. And on both sides of that, uh, to not fully appreciate the whole and and leverage it and be a part of it uh, is a missed opportunity. I mean, I, I go ahead. Mm-mm. No, I was just going to say I remember, uh, and it was true that uh, uh, in at one part of my career, uh, retail operations was the center of the universe, and so mm-hmm. all the power and decisions, uh, and in many respects, they let other parts of the organization off the hook. (laughs) Oh, Mm -hmm. we'll do it. Let them make the decision. And then I've seen it in another organization where uh, the people that buy the products, the the merchandisers have the power. And so when I think about family and different tribes and and thinking more of an inclusive tribe, uh, I see that as another big challenge for Mm -hmm. OD and, and why we're doing this. And it isn't like, oh, I have to love better. You, no. it's, you have to think more broadly. You have to think more generously. And we have, you know, we talk about command and control, the military model that we have taken as far as it can go. Tidying things up isn't doing it anymore or fear-based. We always, oh, you, 
about every 20 years we have to begin to eliminate fear again. But we also have an old, um, like kings and queens feudal, we almost have a feudal system mm. that's, that's hidden behind all that. Those at the top have more breath. What I'm saying is that CEOs are just people. Yeah. None of them should be paid a crazy amount because you could take the, you could almost take, this is bold, the president of a local PTA, tell them about the levers of the business for making money and put them in, they would know how to start. Yeah. Did I say that? I mean it. Well, that, what, what really that brings home for me is uh, I'm part of an organization, a nonprofit, who our leader, uh, our executive director, passed away suddenly uh, a couple months ago. And so I'm part of a search committee uh, mm -hmm. to look for uh, his replacement. And when I look at what's on the line, uh, this organization uh, is strong, but without its previous leaders, a little bit fragile. Mm -hmm. So, so the, the importance of bringing in the right kind of leader, the leader that's just right for where the organization is and where it needs to go. Um, I, I just feel the burden of that in a way, you know, is beyond just, okay, I, I marked this person a five and this person a three and this person yeah. a two. It, it's about saying, what is the, what is the right chemistry of, a uh, new leader coming in. And to me, OD uh, can not only play big there, uh, but should play big there in terms of setting the thermostat about what we're looking for uh, in not just the the CEO or the top person, but also every function uh, of leadership. Well, you've made me rethink what I said about bringing in anybody. Anybody can lead this. Well, I, I needed yeah. to react. No, no, no. No, no, no. It was a... Um, So we need fit leaders and we need leaders that fit the situation. What we don't need is having that leadership role puffed up into something bigger than life, paid yes. larger than life, uh, not worshiped, but treated with deference. Um, that's what we don't need is the hierarchical or the role-based power over others as opposed yep. to power to get yep. something done. And, and how that play, yeah, I couldn't agree more with you and how that play, plays out uh, in a practical way. We can get so scripted of what we see as the perfect candidate, you know, uh, what they look like, what their gender is, what their experience and background is. And, and literally, um, you know, in a, in that tight, uh, construct of, of finding uh, a, a new leader, um, you, you can miss some of the gems that are out there. So one, one of the things that we've done is say, uh, we, we want to see all different kinds of people from their backgrounds and from, you know, diversity standpoint. And I don't want to get too far into their specific search, but it's like forcing ourselves out of, oh, we got to find someone just like our, our yeah. previous leader. Yeah. 
No, it's it's never looking. actually almost never in in a company do you want the same as the previous. Yeah, so um, it's it, it's looking far and it's looking deep and it's looking wide, um, and looking for that gem that you just described in your story. You got I me. Know. No, you just have me thinking in general. Um, about how you structure power. <laughs> you know, how much in one, yeah, it's, um, I have no answers. Well, I, but I know we need new forms. I know we need new forms. But I'll tell you what I'm thinking right now is that we need, whoever you are who might be listening, we need you to suggest guests or to, um, Bob, where, how do they contact us? Because I'm telling you why. Bob and I are a closed system. Mm. We've become a closed system, and we need input from outside to make us think differently or to course correct an idea. And I think, I think we're, I'm hungry for it. Are you? I, you know, I'm glad that you said that. Uh, I think... Uh, we should pivot, to use uh, that yeah! term. I think, we, I, I, I think we should pivot uh, to uh, cultivating a, a stable of prospective guests and to start having it be uh, delving into other people's stories mm -hmm. uh, and then have us being the brilliant facilitators that we are. <laughs> so I'm, I'm totally, I'm, I'm right there with can, you. If, if, you can, if you can gag me. <laughs> but we'll no. But I, I think that it's time to do that, and it's and if we don't have them, man, we'll talk about it. <laughs> We're ready. But I would love to get grittier. Yeah. Well, um, I'll tell you. Let's both commit. Let's both commit by the end of this week to have um, at least reached out to one person that you see as a potential guest. Okay. I mean, I've got. Two, two or three in my head. So let's start building that stable. And and listeners, if you want to be one of those people, uh, you need to just go to uh, com and there's a place on our uh, jobs or on our site to uh, communicate to us. Is that Joyce and Bob or Bob and Joyce? Bob and Joyce. Okay, good. Uh, we, that was supposed to be in a circle, people, so that neither one of us ha looked more powerful than the other. <laughs> but really, using our names is not great marketing, so maybe we'll come up with a better idea. Oh, uh, okay. So I'm hearing potentially new name, uh, <laughs> recommitment to doing this going forward, and injecting other voices. Uh, that's a as I think of redoing our vows of work together, those are things we're committed to. I wanted to say amen. But amen. Yeah, amen works. So uh, speaking of amen, isn't that at the end of the prayer? I think our episode's done. Oh, boy, okay. Joyce. Okay. Joyce. Okay. Hey, goodbye, everyone. Bye. You know, the one thing that became clear today uh, was just how much Joyce and I love our work together and recognize the importance of what we're trying to bring 
to the OD and HR profession. And so we want to thank you, our guest, for making it possible for us to do what we do. And uh, I hope you're excited about our change in format where it'll be more us having conversations with others about their work and their lives and learning together. So until the next time, be safe and be well.